Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Off the Bar with Rob and Joey. I'm Rob. I'm Joey. And it's uh, good to be back on here talking some hockey. Um, I mean, why don't we hop right into it? First thing, first things first, you heard, heard it here first. Chuck Fletcher, new GM of the Flyers. My buddy Joey is like it. fucking in there, man. He's like spying at the Wells Fargo Center, man. He's doing something. He's got an insider. No, I wish I had an insider, but to be honest, he was the front runner from the beginning. Um, he was the most experienced guy that it seemed like they were talking to. So it kind of seemed like it was just going to be it. I didn't see them going off and hiring another. Not that, I mean, Hextall wasn't a risk. He went and learned the ropes, but I didn't see them hiring another inexperienced GM. So Fletcher had the experience and he wasn't a former flyer, which seems like that's what they wanted. So, mm, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of excited. Um, it's definitely going to be a change. He had his press conference, and honestly, he just sounds like Ron Hextall. He, like, preached patience a little bit. I mean, he has the assets to do really whatever he wants, so he could be patient or he could speed it up real quick and maybe create a contender. Uh, But he could do whatever he wants. I mean, I really don't want him to go crazy. I'd like him, you know, to find a goalie and probably find a new coach dude that's the only thing he needs to do is well yeah coach too but all he needs this should be a slam dunk i think we talked about it last week this is like the easiest new gm job i've ever seen or ever even heard of this is like it's probably yeah it's probably the easiest one that's ever been available ever yeah dude he this is a slam dunk like this is like an immediate like you're hitting all your bonuses like he's gonna have to try to fuck this up yeah yeah i'm not worried about him fucking it up i think i think he'll do fine um i think he'll put his own mark on the team eventually i mean the rumor is that quenville doesn't want to sign anywhere until after the holidays which kind of makes sense yeah every like 24 7 i've ever seen him in for the like road to the winter classic or whatever he seems like a pretty family-oriented guy. Oh, and, so it's, know, this he's is probably, not waiting till next season, though. He might actually. I I don't know. I haven't heard anything from him. That just kind of like seems to be what the rumor is. I put out a tweet the other day that it wouldn't surprise me if Quenville waited till next season to sign with someone because, like we kind of said last week, coaches that get fired from their current positions. You know, all the avenues will be open to Quenville next season. So, honestly, I'm not even that mad that Haxel's still here, necessarily. I don't want him here. But at the same time, um, Chuck Fletcher is doing his due diligence by evaluating everybody. We have a road trip coming up that should be a good evaluation period for everybody. So... Honestly, I would have been I would be fine if they went through on the rumor that kind of surfaced after Hextall got fired that before Hextall got fired there was a plan to um to put our assistant coaches Chris Knobloch and Anne Lapierre down to the AHL, make Knobloch the head coach of the AHL team and Lapierre his assistant coach down there and then bring up the head coach from 
Lehigh Valley, Scott Gordon, who's been there kind of growing. I honestly, like, if Quentinville wasn't available and we decided to get a new coach, I kind of, I would kind of expect Scott Gordon to be not a favorite, but he definitely get interviewed because he's kind of been, it seems like we're growing him as like a coach prospect. <clears throat> yeah. But the rumor was that those two would go down to the Lehigh Valley, Scott Gordon would come up, and he would take over the power play and penalty kill special team stuff and then we hired rick wilson rick wilson yeah rick wilson i think i don't know close enough he he's a good i guess he's good friends with chuck fletcher um and now that like people on like broad street hockey radio said something about it it would make a lot of sense if he was like chuck fletcher's spy like a guy who's always on the bench seeing like how Hackstall, lapierre and knoblock actually coach the team and then, like, anything that they do wrong, he's just, like, right to Chuck Fletcher and be like, yeah, now get the fuck rid of this guy. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. I am still pretty optimistic that if Quenville is ready to go by after Christmas or the holidays or whatever, they'll probably fire Haxtell. If he's not ready to go by the end of the year, or if he doesn't want to go until the end of the year, then they'll probably keep Haxtell. I'd still like them to make a change on the assistant coach front. But, and I, because I think that could be like a recipe for success in itself. If you fix our trash special teams and get it back to respectable, we probably win more games. Yeah. Well, we would win more games. You'd absolutely and it win would, more games. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the 5 on 5 play hasn't been bad. The thing that sinks us recently is the special teams. So. But, you know, I'm not expecting him to go crazy. It doesn't sound like he wants to deplete the prospect pool. You know, he's probably never had a prospect pool like this before. So, you know, he's going to want to evaluate it for himself to see, you know, what he has, what he can bring into the team to the future, and maybe what he doesn't need and what he can trade. So Yeah. What do you think, um, since he was working for us, we're big rivals. We don't usually trade. But do you think that that's like an in? I mean, I not that it would it. happen, but do you think it could? Yeah. I just mean like for years and years, we never traded with the Rangers ever. And then Shero at the deadline was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. And he went after and he got grabbed yeah. from the Rangers. So I just wonder if like now that he like knows that dude, if he's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> if that guy yeah, would be I like, mean, yeah, I don't care either. <laughs> yeah, it could definitely be an in if he saw something. I don't know. I know that he was like scouting for you guys. So I don't know how much he saw your product or I don't know who he was scouting, whether he was scouting professional or was he scouting junior or was obviously he was in the U.S. So he probably wasn't scouting like overseas or whatever. So I assume that he was probably scouting the AHL or maybe junior teams, maybe college or whatever. But um, I mean, I'm sure if he has seen something that he likes in your organization and he feels like it could add and, you know, bring value, then he'd probably do it. I don't know what that would be yeah. or or what, but, yeah, I, de- I could see it. I'm just curious because I feel like that was, like, a real awkward thing, trading with the Rangers. I was actually like, man, I don't know if I like that. That was really surprising. And now I kind of really don't like it because Grabner didn't, wasn't good for us. But at the time, I was like, who cares? Like, I... I 
Like, I, w- I felt weird about it, but I was like, if we make the playoffs, I, d- I don't care. I, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wonder yeah, how I mean, awkward that would be when us two rivals and then our team starts trading with each other. How funny is that? We'll yeah. really have shit to talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Rangers thing definitely was surprising for me, but I definitely see why you did it. They knew that they were done. Um, and... You know, Grabner wasn't a bad player to add. You know, he could add offense, and he definitely could bring defense. So it wasn't surprising to bring him in at, as depth for you guys. It does suck that he didn't really do anything while he was there. Yeah. But I mean, he also wasn't terrible. He just didn't put a lot of points on the board. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, that's not even what he usually does, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he normally, like, gets breakaways doesn't score on majority of them and then every now and again he'll score like a shorthanded breakaway yeah and it's like what's an assist with that guy (laughs) yeah he goes he goes for those for those breakaways it's like that or go home so i mean when i saw him play like he did his job on the penalty kill but we don't need to talk about that it's old news but it felt real awkward seeing it on paper and i was like kind of liked it better when we hated them but at the same time we made the we made the playoffs after not making it for five years. So what a whatever and the Rangers didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know it would be funny. Like, what if we started like, um, uh, oh well, it is gonna be kind of fucked up because now, like, Chicago and Arizona's like trade relationship could be ruined because now when Seattle comes into the league. Arizona could be in the central and they're going to be like division rivals now. Ah, that's true. But is Arizona even going to be Arizona anymore? That's true. Actually, I didn't even mean to segue like that, but we could just You did say, a really good job no. though. <laughs> yeah, I did a great job. That was a good that was a good segue. Um so they have officially announced that Seattle will be getting an NHL franchise starting in 2021 probably after the lockout next year so i hope there's not but, a lockout next year oh my god oh there's gonna be there's gonna be a lockout next year that's why seattle is probably not coming until the year after yeah i know but i don't want another short season just get it together i have a job yeah we settled <laughs> we're not going on strike yet so <laughs> yeah if we could do They're it also you could still do it. giving you guys what what, what you want though you guys get the raise every time, so. Yeah, it's fair enough. <laughs> the NHL is trying to hand out raises and take money at the same time. I don't really understand the like players' union. That like not the players. Like I get it. Like I don't understand what the where the disconnect is. Like why they they're locked out. It's that there's buku most... bucks going around. Like they just make sure they get yeah. in the right place. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the problem is for the players is that the NHL is making Buku dollars now. But at the same time, they're still taking escrow from the players up to like 10%, if not more. So it's like you sign these contracts and it's like, yeah, you sign these contracts for like $30 million, but then you lose 10% of it. It's like, well, what did I work to get the $30 million for if you guys are going to take, you know, a third of it away from me? Or not a third of it, but, you know, 10% of it, uh, yeah, a good amount of it away. And it's like, 
you know, we're making a lot of money now. Obviously, they just made over a billion dollars in the last few years just in expansion fees. Like, free money for just a team to say, we're in the NHL now. Yeah. Like, they're not paying for buildings. Like, the NHL's not paying for buildings. The team's paying for their own building. Well, yeah. Actually, I think both teams' owners bought both of their buildings or already owned their building or whatever. But, like, for Seattle, like, their their owners are putting up the money to refurbish the, is a key arena? Or whatever building they're refurbishing, whatever. They're putting up their own $500 million to make all the renovations and get it NHL ready on top of their 650000 that they're paying to get into the league. So they're, these guys are dropping a billion dollars on a team that you know hasn't played one year yet. Yeah. So and it's just going to create the NHL more revenue. So yeah. So the NHL is making money on top of money for this team, um, and it's probably going to be a good team. I mean, it has. I don't know if anybody's ever going to do a Vegas first year again, but they're going to have the same expansion rules. Um, Vegas is going to be exempt from the expansion draft. See, I don't know but if I, think- I like that. I liked it when I thought the team was coming sooner. But now that it's like years out and they made the cup final last year, it's kind of like, well, why? Yeah, but I think it's not like a choice. I think that it was something negotiated when Vegas bought their team Mm. was that they would be exempt. Like the NHL probably proposed like, yeah, you're team 31. So obviously we're looking to even this league out. And Vegas is like, well, if you're going to expand again, then we want to be exempt from the next expansion draft because i agree if it was like up to the nhl i don't think that they would be you know they've had success you know they're not a bad team this year um they're likely gonna probably they're probably still gonna make the playoffs i'd assume you know they kind of got out of their funk they've been playing really well lately um i just think that it was in the negotiation when they bought their team that they would be exempt from the first expansion draft. well that's smart that's smart thinking on their part yeah hmm. um and if I'm being honest, I don't think it's going to be like maybe as close together as Vegas and Seattle has been. And I'm not saying that there couldn't be a relocation before that, i.e. Arizona or whatever. But I don't know that they're done expanding. A lot of people seem to think that they're done. I'm not sure that they're done. That's a lot to add in a very short period of time. Yeah, and I like I said, I don't think it's going to be as soon as it's been between these two teams. But, I mean, a team... if they can buy find owners or team of owners that are willing to put up 650 million dollars i don't see them turning it down yeah i think that that would be the thing but you also want to make sure i i i see what you're saying like you said it's free money like who would turn that down and vegas is working but would be sad is if they kept expanding and expanding and then you have like teams like Arizona, where like Toronto is like paying their bills. You know what I mean? Then right. you're paying that six hundred and fifty million right back. But I'd love to see it expand. I think that there's like all sorts of places in the Midwest that never get talked about that they definitely love hockey. I think but, Kansas City could support another team. Now. Yeah, why not? Um, um, for real. I mean, I think I think eventually, as much as. Like, the NHL and the owners want to keep a team. Because they, like, they actually like having a team in Arizona. I just feel like eventually it's going to, like, not be up to them anymore. Because they're already on, like, a year-by-year lease. Like, 
They're not like set in like Florida has a lease until like 2028. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. They're in that building for a long time and it's so goddamn cheap that they can still profit even if the building is not full. Ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, ever. So I don't think that's the same. You know, I think eventually, you know, and um, I think the hockey guy did a video the other day talking about Arizona to where it might not that he was advocating that they should move the team, but like the venue that they're in is starting to become like a decent concert venue. So they're kind of building up that side. So eventually they might be making enough money other places to where they could be like, oh, we don't really need the NHL, you know, the 41 nights that you guys would be here, we'll just get a concert in here or a show in here or something like that. Yeah. So I think that they're kind of, and it, it it's looking promising, but it's looked promising before for Arizona and it fell back apart. Mm, yeah. So although it's looking promising for Arizona, they look better. Um, I mean, I think especially how, you know, weak, the Pacific is, you know, even Anaheim is back up to a playoff spot. They're like second in the Pacific, in the Pacific, just on the back of John Gibson. I know it's crazy. So, I mean, it's not impossible for them to make the playoffs. I don't know that they will, but it's not impossible if they put up a good run that they could get in. Um, but I think that they're on, on a timer that is, held by their leaseholder not not the nhl's interest how funny would that be though if the like nhl had the secret plan like all right maybe we just need to force them into moving or we're working with them and then like arizona came out the gate that year and like won the cup and they're like well now we can't move you thank you (laughs) yeah not that they're gonna win the cup i just think how funny would that be like the owner's like damn now i'm stuck (laughs) here yeah because they won't move a team that's won a cup unless minus – no. I mean, I really don't think they would. That's why people always say, oh, the Devils are going to move because we almost moved back in the whatever. And it's just like, yeah, I doubt that. Yeah, I highly doubt yeah. that. Yeah, we don't make the, the highest revenue, but it's like, dude, we won three cups. We do have a history. Oh, I, We're in an area the where Devils there's enough people to always – What happened? Yeah, I don't. The Devils would never. They'll move never move. Yeah, and people still. I saw someone's status the other day, like on Facebook, and one of the Devils groups, like, "Oh, we're gonna end up moving the team." It's like, no, we're not. Shut up. No, this not isn't the chance. '80s anymore. Come on. I don't really think that anybody in the East is in jeopardy of moving. Like, not even Carolina, or like we said, Florida's in their building forever. They don't need that building to be filled. But Carolina has a new owner who's committed to keeping the city in in Carolina. Um, the Islanders were another team, but that team has history. I wouldn't see them moving yeah. very far. Um, but they're you know they've already broke ground on their new arena, so I wouldn't see them moving. Oh yeah, they'll be fine. Um, and then other than that, I mean, any other team has just as good of a chance, or is a historic franchise, like you know. Even, like, Columbus, you know, they have just as good a chance as anybody else. I mean, the Rangers might be shitty, but they're original Oh, they're six, never so going that's anywhere. A no. yeah, They'd be so stupid to no. put them anywhere, too, because the Rangers make dough. They, like, bankroll the yeah. league up there Oh, yeah, Toronto. they're, like, the most... Them or, and Toronto are, like, top two. Them, Toronto, Montreal, 
that's like the top three markets all over a billion dollars. Yeah. You know, they, so, and it's a great area. I mean, yeah. MSG too. It's like right in the center of everything. And in, in, yeah. And it's, it's a landmark. So oh yeah. You get like, I mean, I'm sure this is very minimal of their like attendance or whatever, but there's people who will pay just to like, not even like hockey that will pay to like watch something in Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. They're, they'll never go anywhere, but I didn't suspect them to. The only team that it's worrisome, I think it's. I mean, I you're if the, if Florida really has a lease, like I don't really think anything's imminent, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't say like, oh, it'll never happen. But that the only team I could think of that's won a cup that I could see them moving is Carolina. Period. Like yeah. I don't think there's any other I team that's won a eventually. cup that they would move. Yeah. Like ever. Because most other teams that have won a yeah. cup have some more backstory. There's something else to it. Caroline is like the only one where it's like they're still kind of newish. They still kind of suffer a little bit. They've been in this weird kind of funk forever, which they, they'll probably come out of. They have a good team. You know, they're, they're on the up and up. I'm not saying it's going to happen next year. But I feel like that's the only team where if like the owner got real serious about it and like wanted to move. I mean far, too, because they could always move buildings and stay in Carolina. They're still the same team. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if yeah. they – they're the only if ones who I think like could have an owner that would be like you – like to the NHL, like you guys don't care enough about that one year to like keep us here. Like we're going to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if they went back to being like the Hartford Whalers, yeah. then that would be moving or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but going back to Arizona and like Seattle and stuff like that, I just think that eventually, like, that timer's going to run out and the guy from Houston is just going to be like, well, I wanted a team the whole time. So, yeah, I think, and especially if, like, Arizona does become better and things still go south with their their leaseholder or whatever, yeah, then it, because I think that guy from Houston wants, like, a new team. Yeah. I don't really think that he wants the Coyotes, or at least he didn't want the Coyotes last year, that's for sure. Yeah, um, but I mean that would also be kind of like makes sense. I'd want a new team too. I wouldn't want a relocation yeah. if I'm buying something or like I'd want some sort of cheat code to make it work. But like they are yeah. doing better. Maybe they're just cursed. Maybe it's the staff, but they've been they've had this problem with the with like their drafting for a while and like things not panning out for them and. And then on top of that, they don't have enough money to pay their superstars, so they end up trading them. Where it's like, if they finally get like a young core together, that's like gonna be like something special. And then they move to like, um, they move to Houston. Think about how th- that history would be something because right off the bat, they'd be good. Like, how many teams yeah. can say right after they well, move, that guy would probably love that. <laughs> yeah, that guy. I think that's what I think that's kind of what they're trying to avoid because they don't want another Quebec to Colorado thing. Yeah, because the first year that Colorado was there, they won the cup. Yeah, but they they probably could have won that cup. Well, they couldn't have because uh, Montreal wouldn't trade Patrick Waugh to Quebec because it was like a rival or whatever at the time. But Colorado was not a rival. Yeah, and they were in different divisions, so they traded Patrick Waugh. But, yeah, no, I think that's another thing that they're trying to avoid. Not that Arizona's going to win the Cup, like, next year or whatever. But I think they would avoid that 
if Arizona was good, they'd do everything that they could to keep them in the desert and not give Houston a Stanley Cup early in their their relocation or whatever, if that ever happened. Yeah, but I don't really see a problem with that either, though. You'd get yeah, you'd know. get people and more people in Texas excited about hockey. So that's yeah. pretty sweet that the stars do well for themselves too. Yeah, and I just think that's even more reason to move to Houston because now, although like the owner of Arizona, Andrew Barraway, is trying to like fight it and not let them just put them in the Central Division or whatever because he doesn't want that. Although it doesn't, it matters right now because all the Central Division teams are good and the Pacific teams are a little weaker. But at the same time, eventually the Central is going to be weaker again and the Pacific will be stronger, you know, maybe around the time that Arizona is competing, you know. But he's trying to prevent that from happening. He wants to stay in the Pacific Division. Um, So they're kind of taking away the rivalry that Las Vegas and Arizona could have had. Yeah. But I think if they move to Houston... Dallas and Houston is instant rivalry in the same division. It makes sense to even out the division. Because like we said, we talked about it a little bit before about moving. Like if you look on the map, like I don't know. Like I said, we don't know where the stadiums are. But like the point on Google Maps for Edmonton and Calgary, which you wouldn't split that up either because that's one of the most profitable rivalries, you know, about of Alberta or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like the points where like Edmonton, Calgary and Arizona, it's almost on like a straight line up and down like Arizona or like Phoenix is like a millimeter West comparatively on like a computer screen. Yeah. So dude, Vegas could totally find another rival than Arizona. I already consider Vegas and the Kings kind of rivals. After yeah. all that shit, oh, yeah, they and sure they're... they sure can. But like Arizona doesn't really have a rival. Yeah, and I guess it was gonna be like the battle of like the deserts or whatever. Yeah, sure, whatever. I whatever. mean, I get it. Like wanting to like build a rivalry, something to like, because I think Arizona will ho- house anybody. You know, if they have to get all of their like rival teams to buy tickets to their games, I think they gladly do that just to like sell tickets yeah but i also feel like like rivalries maybe they were engineered a little bit but they weren't like i feel like the reason why like there's a lot of like good rivalries or or sometimes maybe not even the classic ones end up but like the ones that you think of maybe secondary or like they're like that because of like the history you know what i mean yeah um yeah only so only so many of them like because I think the the selling point that people try to make about like Arizona and Vegas is that the proximity of the two teams is fairly close, especially for like a Western team or whatever that's not in California. Because like it almost like we sh- if it mattered on proximity and like how close we were to other teams, we should be bigger rivals with you guys than we are the Penguins. Yeah. Well, I consider you or you guys get- a rival though. I think some people do, but that's what I mean. And I just think I'm going to use my team as an example. But like when the Devils came out, there was already like a couple teams in that area. We're really close to New York. Like when the Devils came out, it stole a lot of Rangers fans. 
not a- enough, obviously, because the Rangers have a million fans. Like, you know, I mean, they're they're everywhere. But um, and we could have taken more. But some people stopped being Rangers fans to go with this new New Jersey team. And then on top of that, there used to be the the different schedules, and we'd play those bastards like nine times a year. And then on top of that, our GMs hated each other and the front offices didn't like each other. And it's like, that's why it's such a dope rivalry because it's like we took their fans and like we we have to like – that's why it's close proximity is cool because you have to like – you eat around these people sometimes. (laughs) You know what I mean? You go to school with them. You grow up with them. But that's not like the only thing. I'm sure that there's another great example of teams that aren't right next door that. But I just think it used to be so much easier for it to be authentic because – you saw the team so many times and something would happen. And that's why I, I really like the Kings in Vegas. Cause I feel like that's authentic. Daddy talked yeah. shit. They talk shit back. <laughs> yeah. And, oh and God. now like, and now they, and they fucked with him in public. And now it's like, and the Kings who just won a bunch of cups are now bad. And this team that's supposed to be bad is, is good. And they play each other more than everyone else because they're in the same division. So I get, I get what they mean. I just feel like if they, they couldn't engineer a rivalry as good as the the old school ones that were just happened because those players really didn't like each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like speaking, I mean, as much as I like the schedule of being able to play everybody like once, at least because obviously like the travel is easier now. You know, every team, you know, I guess probably every team. Every team probably flies private now, right? Yes. Like, there's no, like, teams taking, like, charter flights and stuff like that. I don't think so. I figured, but I didn't (laughs) want to, like, make an an assumption and someone be like, yeah, well, you know, Arizona still, you know, takes whatever, but I don't think. (laughs) They take a bus, like a tour bus? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think so, because... I don't think. So. I don't think I. I don't I know if we're allowed to shout them out, but on Chicklets, I feel like Whitney and fucking. That's all he talks about is how much he misses flying in private jets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the team. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, now every team pretty much has their own travel. You know, they have their own plane, they have their own buses, whatever they do. So now, like the, um, now the travel is easier, so it's a lot easier to play. You know, every team that's further away. Yeah. But I still feel like four times a year like isn't enough. No, like I'd love to play like you playing guys. Playing the Peng- <laughs> yeah, I'd love to play like everybody in our division at least like six times. Yeah, that's more of a fair number, I guess. But think about it: we're gonna finish out the season series, go to all four of those games. We could have finished yeah. out the season series and went to all six of those games. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that the NHL is wants to get back to like hyping up the rivalry but they're like their tv schedule is just like so bad like they try to like do this like wednesday night rivalry but like most of the time it's not a rivalry like we've played like detroit on there on wednesday night rivalry night and i'm like that's not a rival yeah like what because like the 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 red wings beat us in the cup final in like 97 like is that mate nah, it's not a rivalry yeah or it's not even close or whatever it's like that need I don't know they need to fix it. I don't want to go off on a whole tangent about how I think that the NHL needs to better market the games and the players and stuff like that. They do. It's just this is not the time for that because we're on a time crunch. So yeah. 
But I guess we can kind of end the Seattle talk with um, congratulations to the city of Seattle. I think it's a smart move. I think it's going to be a good hockey team. Um, don't fuck the name up. Please. Do don't the right fuck thing. the jersey up. B, I don't know, because there was some speculation, again, on, like, because I was listening to Broad Street Hockey Radio, that, like, their website, although probably a placeholder, is, like, themed in, like, red and black, and I'm like, no, it's gotta be green. Like, Seattle's the Emerald City, like, what are you talking about? Every team is at least, like, I guess, they made a point, like, maybe they don't want to, like, be too similar to uh, Vancouver, in like a green and blue, but I'm like, you can do that easily and not be close to Vancouver. Yeah, use the like, Seahawks colors. Just, That's exactly, nothing like you Vancouver. You should just mock the Seahawks covers, colors. You should do dark, dark blue, not like a lighter blue like Vancouver, and you know, green accents or whatever. Dude, they should do something different too. There's so many ideas in this world. There's no way that they can't have an original jersey. Like they just have a fucking contest. There's artists in this world that can make doper jerseys yeah. than what we're being given right now. And but I love a team that makes sense. I really do. I love how the Devils are the Devils. I like how like um, we had a contest for our name. I think we did too, but that that's pretty cool. That that you guys had a cut. Let the fans decide. And but dude, I. I like it when it's something where it, like, kind of means something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they did yeah. some ode to one of their other teams. Or they, it's the Emerald City. They're the fucking Emeralds. Like, that would be cool. I, would, I wouldn't I would hate that. I'd love like, it. I guess I I think that's... They have, like, a list of, like, 13 names that are on, like, the docket or whatever. Although, I think one of them is out already. Like, they're not going to be the Seattle Kraken. Or That's whatever. a bad name anyway. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like... A lot of people like it because, I guess, like... At least the in-arena things that they could say. Like, they could have, like, their power play thing be, like, released the <laughs> Release Kraken. Release the Kraken. Like, yeah, so what? Yeah, or like, whatever. <laughs> like, I guess. Like, that's in-house stuff, but it doesn't really market a whole lot, you know, to anybody outside. Whatever. I think that what the Knights proved is that you could make it anything and market it. Yeah, if you do it correctly, yeah, and if you I, choose yeah. something not bad. I hate like how the, the Knights, Knights are the Knights, too. Like, they should have been the Aces and went with that theme. But, I mean, like, you go to a Knights game, and you're, like, not only watching a hockey game, you're, like, at medieval times. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you could be anything and have a cool... Even the, the Devils, too. I'm not... I'm not... I keep bringing this up, but I just go to more Devils games. I want to, like, stress that than any... Obviously, yeah. any other team. I don't... I haven't been to a lot of other arenas, but, like, you've seen our, like, in-arena stuff. It, like... You yeah. can market anything if you're just smart and you're funny and you can put, you know, how to Photoshop, like, like cut a video. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like your like in-house arena stuff a lot. It's cool, I right? That it's pretty funny. I think it's funny. Um, you have a mascot that makes sense, obviously. Although I'm starting to I'm really like enjoying everything that's happening with Gritty right now. It's Gritty's fine. I'm not regardless like, of what he's supposed to be he is like a money machine for the flyers probably like he's been on like every goddamn morning show ever he's just all over the place he like goes to like a sixers game and he like hits a half court shot just like with nothing i saw that 
That's sweet. And he and that go and that goes viral or whatever. So he's like going viral like every time he like steps outside. So regardless of what like the plan was, like the marketing on this guy is ridiculous. Yeah. So that's it's like you don't even out. have to be a thing. Like you don't have to be like yours makes a lot of sense because the New Jersey Devil, you know, so you're the devil yeah. or whatever. And like the folklore behind that whole thing or whatever. But Well, and it doesn't have you know, to make sense. What I'll give yeah, you it does, credit for. That's what I was for, getting to. Like, it doesn't have to make sense. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, it's cool when it does. It'd be cool if Seattle had some sort of ode it's to something. It's easy when it does. It is really easy when it does. But, like, I'll give you guys this. You're gritty, right? I don't have a problem with gritty. But, like, he is the type of mascot I would have a problem with because it's like, what the fuck is he? What is he even a flyer? I don't get it, yeah. but they did a really good right. job that he's better than all the other bullshit mascots. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many bullshit mascots. Like, didn't the Habs have one where it's like a fucking, just like a yeah, monster? Yuppie. What is that? It. It's funny, because I was listening to um, Ray Ferraro's podcast, and apparently Yuppie used to be the mascot for the Montreal Expos when they had an MLB team. And I guess when they left or whatever happened, I don't even know what happened to them. They relocated or they went defunct. Or I doubt they went defunct because that was pretty recent history. Um, but that was their mascot. And then Montreal Canadiens just like took it. <laughs> I was like, well, that's whack. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, that actually is at least somewhat. I guess it's cool. I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't know. know. I feel like everybody likes it now because it's been a long time since the Expos. So now it's like, oh, you know paying homage to like you know that the old ex i feel like at the time yeah i feel like at the time like no one liked it like no one liked that they took that that mascot well they're in uh, like an original six too i feel like uh, they could have just been like well we don't need a fucking mascot <laughs> we're not even here for your that's, entertainment see, that's what was, yeah <laughs> and that was like my because i think the Ra- i think the rangers are the only no do the rangers have one? they don't they're not the only yeah. team are though. they yeah there's only like two of them left though there's not that many. There's under five left because we were one of the last ones too. No, which we've really done s- this, dude. There's definitely more than five. No, I don't think. I don't think so, homie. There's only like like I'm pretty half sure. the league only has mascots. Dude. I don't think so. I think a lot of teams have mascots that you don't know about. All right, hang on. But um, yeah, keep going. All right. I think that you know because that was kind of my stance at the beginning. It's like, oh, you know. The Flyers don't really need a mascot. What are you going to make the mascot? You know, what are you? Gonna, what's a flyer? Or you know, that is not a thing. Um, and so I kind of get it, and I agree. Like, whatever it is that Yuppie is supposed to be, I think that they easily could have gotten away with just being like, "Yeah, we're an original six team. Um, we don't need a mascot." Well, here. Let's see. Here's all the mascots that are in NHL 19, and I'll just count them. Yeah, do that. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five. 26 no way and i don't and gritty's not in here so 27 no actually. shit 
Well, dude, there's actually a lot of stupid ones, too. That This is what I'm talking about, though. And then we can end the mascot talk, because it doesn't matter. What the fuck is, is Victor E. Green? <laughs> Who's is that? The stars. And it's just a uh, green yeah. thing. And what's up with, yeah. dude, another thing. I think the Jackets should have a mascot. They're a new enough team, and they have enough of, like, a cool thing going on with the cannon. That why would you yeah. make your thing a bug? What the hell is that? Why yeah. would you make him a bug named Stinger? Why didn't you make him like a friggin' blue jacket? Like the guy shoots the cannon. Like what? What is that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I yeah, hate. Yeah, I don't get that. I guess they tried to go for like it's not a yellow jacket. It's this green guy or whatever the fuck. But but they're not it's the not, green jacket. Any sense. Exact, exactly. I know. <laughs> I get that, but. I don't know. Yeah, there are some bad ones on here. Yeah, so that's why I didn't um, think I was going to like Gritty, because I thought it was going to be another, like, well, what is this? But they did a good job thus far. And he's got he's got swag, hitting the half-court shot, and, like, checking that little kid, and putting him in the box and yeah. stuff. Did you see the other little kid who, like, pushed him down? Yeah, he kept trying to fight that him, had, right? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was mad funny. I just, like, I just think that they're doing, like, the right thing, and the marketing is really good. So. Yeah. And, like, the St. Louis one is just, like, a bear. Just, like, a blue bear. Tampa Bay's is awful. I think I hate Tampa Bay's, like, the most. It's, like, it's called Thunderbug. Oh, yeah. But it's not, like, it should just be, a, like, be a lightning bug. <laughs> like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's so like, you don't funny. Need the, you don't need the counterpart. Like, fuck you. Dude, and I love Tampa Bay's, like, slogans and their marketing. It's usually so good. But if I saw that thing I, at when at one of their games, I'd be like, get away from me. What a joke. Most of these and mascots, the I'd be like, get away from me right now. If if That's how I would consider it a good mascot. If I'm not, like, immediately leave my area. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is, like, it's really hard to create, like, a creature that isn't, like, a thing. Like, it's not a shark or it's not a devil or whatever. Yeah. It's hard to, like, create a creature of whatever Gritty is or whatever, like, the Philly fanatic is and make it, like, a good mascot yeah. or whatever. It's, I don't know. Like, that's why no one knows who, like, Victory Green is. And no one besides, like, hockey fans or, like, probably people from canada knows who yuppie is like that it's just not a thing yeah and like i don't know how many times like in a devil's broadcast like the devil gets like screen time or whatever but gritty's on like almost every like flyers broadcast at least once yeah like he gets like some screen like obviously he's not like doing anything for the camera he's just like around the arena and they like put him on. That's whatever. what I think is like something that I noticed too. And maybe it's because I'm just such a homer and I watch a lot of games. But like, I feel like I've never watched a Stars game and been like, oh, there is. I've never seen Victor that guy. Egr- I've never seen him. Yeah. I think that they just wanted a mascot for more mascots to play at the mascot game, like during the All Star game and stuff like that. But like, no, the Devil, like the New Jersey Devil, like if you watch the game on TV, you'll probably see him at some point. Yeah. He's there. Right. And that's what I figured, yeah. But yeah, I've never seen, like, really any team's mascot. Yeah. You want to know what I think's cool, too? Because this is just a victim of circumstance, but NHL Network's, like, headquarters is in, like, I think, Sea Caucus. So I think sometimes the devil just walks into NHL headquarters. Like, you know what I mean? He's just like, that's what's up, funny. bitch? <laughs> he just shows up with Danico for work. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. 
Alright, um, we're gonna get ready to wrap it up, but I saw this post on Instagram earlier from TSN's official account. That was a quote from Ken Hitchcock, and it kind of struck me as not off because of who it's about, but just something that maybe you don't want to do. And it was on, like, McDavid's playing time, and he said, I think we can play him 25-plus minutes. I was like, I not that he can't, but I don't think you really want to do that. Like, that's not, I don't know. I think that McDavid, and this is kind of another quote from Hitchcock, is that he said, since, like, Zerg, or Sergei Zubov, he's never seen a player that has, like, a recovery time as quick as McDavid's. And that might be true, but you play this guy for 25 minutes a he's night. hit more. He's getting hit more. He's getting wore down more. It's like you guys make the playoffs. This guy is sleeping yeah. in the playoffs. Like, get a better team around him. Yeah. So you don't have to play him 25 minutes. Like, let him get all the power play time he wants. You want to keep McDavid out there for two minutes on the power play every single time? That's fine. You know, because that's where he excels or whatever. But you can't play him two minutes on the power play, two minutes on the penalty kill. Not that he would. But I'm sure he. I think they're trying to get him to kill more penalties. Get out of here! I think they are. I think Ooh. at least Hitchcock is. Well, maybe I. I don't think that it's like a good long term plan. But oh yeah, and I'm not saying he can't play 25 minutes. He should be playing 25 minutes in like the playoffs. Yeah, certain games, but maybe maybe Hitchcock's just trying to do him a favor and, and like really round out that that game and be like, dude, you want to be. The next one, like, you're going to fucking kill penalties, too. You know what I mean? Sure, but, I mean, that's not... The thing is, is that he was probably going to be the next one. No matter what, yeah. He, No matter what. Like, he could never kill a penalty. He could never play defense again. And he's probably going to be the next one. Yeah, but think about, like, a leader. Like, you want a leader... Maybe not necessarily to have to kill penalties. Like, you know what I mean? But, like... You play him that, yeah. I don't think, I think it's better if you're playing him that much and you're saying like, oh, listen, it's his confidence and he loves it over, we're playing him 25 minutes a night because we suck <laughs> yeah. and we're garbage and he's the only one who can and score a fine. goal. And that's fine, like if, like, well, one, he's probably not going to turn it down yeah. until like it becomes a problem, until he's like, yeah, I can't do this anymore or whatever. He's not never going to turn down the ice time. He's good enough to to play in all situations. He can definitely kill penalties with speed alone. With speed and like stick skills alone, McDavid can kill penalties. Yeah, he doesn't ever have to hit anybody. Never have to block um, a shot. <laughs> yeah. So he'll score shorties. I'm just like it's his job. Yeah, but let's just say, and like like we said, it's not like a long term, and I hope it's not a long term plan. Like obviously, if you need him to play six or twenty five minutes a night, some nights in the playoffs, whatever, like. That happens to almost every good player. They end up playing a good amount over 20 minutes. Um, so you, let's just say that is like their long-term plan. It's like, oh, we're just going to ice McDavid. Think of how much hockey that is over like three years. Like, that's ridiculous. For especially like a skill player, like, look at like just what's happened to like Duncan Keith. Like, he's a defenseman. He was playing 
what well, probably 26? similar 27? <laughs> yeah 20 at least in the playoffs or whatever but like probably on like a regular nightly basis in the regular season he's probably at least 22 23 minutes on average if not more than that oh, probably more than that dude yeah probably i'd say he's probably more around like 20 i mean look at suitor i'm pretty sure suitor plays 25 but he's an he's like yeah. the fucking guy he's like leads the league in it every yeah. year like right but like he played or keith played all that time Throughout the regular season, throughout multiple cup runs, you know, conference final runs and stuff like that. So he's played, you know, comparatively to Suter, who not that Minnesota hasn't been in the playoffs, but they haven't been out of the second round. Keith's played significantly more hockey than than Suter has. And now you see it in his game or whatever. Like now they're not as good. Now Keith, you know, showing that he's... Not that he's injured, but he's banged up. Yeah. He doesn't move as good as he used to because, you know, he's played a shit ton of hockey. You don't want that to be McDavid at, like, 28. Oh, no. Because- yeah, I don't think that it's, like, again, the wisest thing in the world. I really don't think if it is your plan, it's the wisest thing in the world to say say that in public either. That's why maybe I'm thinking yeah. – I'm thinking he might be playing head games with McDavid and just be like – because I do think that pushing yourself – I don't know. I'm a loser. I listen to a bunch of like motivational things. And like there is something about like testing your limits and like going all out for something. But you're right. Like the human body is only going to take so much before it it starts being like, well, fuck you, you know, back. Like it's just like I'm yeah. not. So I get it. I wouldn't I would hate to see a Connor McDavid burned out by 28 or 29. But I do think that, like, I, someone telling him, like, listen, you could play, like, 60 minutes one game and probably be just fine. Like, don't be a bitch. Yeah, and I'm sure he would. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure he would. I'm sure he'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he would take it in stride and do whatever he had to do. But the key is, because then it becomes, like, if you start relying on him, and I'm just thinking, like, worst case scenario or whatever, you start relying on him to play, you know, 25 minutes, then... You know, what if you never start, like, increasing the talent of, like, your bottom-end players or whatever? Oh, it's still a team sport. he gets, (laughs) yeah, he still gets stuck. So, like, eventually he'd be playing 25 minutes, and every time he got off the ice, they'd just be getting scored on. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, we'll just, like, let McDavid, you know, play. We'll play our, we'll give our guys the night off or whatever. You know, we'll get guys that can shut down McDavid for a night, and then we'll put our top line out and... You know, they'll put in a goal while their, you know, second, third, fourth line is on the ice or whatever. Well, I think that might be part of the head games that he's playing. It's just like, you guys think that your top two pair will just play against our first line? Like, I'll play McDavid more than your best defenseman. Like, match it. Like, you know what I mean? That's why I think it was mostly psychological. Like, I doubt that that's, like, going to be the plan. But you're you're definitely right. That's not, like, ideal for anyone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I just think... You know, fire your GM, get someone who knows how to do their job, and get in better players to play with. It's like, obviously it works, and it's like a very powerful duo, but like Dreisaitl and McDavid shouldn't play together all the time. Almost never. It's like those... When when do you see Crosby and fucking Malkin out there together unless it's a power play ever? Yeah, I was going to say, unless it's a power play. Or, like, the last minute and they're trying to score. Yeah, that's it, though. Or whatever. Like, their hero line or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They... Fuck that team. Fuck everybody in that management system. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Doesn't anybody have a goddamn clue? 
I don't know how you messed it up. I don't know how Torelli has I, a job. I don't know how they haven't rioted in Edmonton yet. You're Canadian. Take yeah, them out. Like, <laughs> yeah, burn their building down. Don't really. Yeah. But, <laughs> dude. Show up at the door. Yeah, do something. And just be like, yo, like, stop going to the game. Although, it'd be hard to stop going to see Connor McDavid if I was that Yeah, close. for real. But, dude, you want to know what'll it get Torelli fired? The day Connor McDavid's like, dude, this guy sucks. <laughs> That's the day the owners will be like, ding, 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 ding. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> He's out of here. That sweet little all-star. <laughs> Never said a bad word about nobody. He just said we had a shitty GM. He's fired. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. I can't believe. But, yeah. It's like, <laughs> how many, like, high-end picks? How long without, like, any real success? It's like, yeah, they made the playoffs that one year. But it was, like, the first year that McDavid was able to get through the whole year. Yeah. The first year that he was able to win the Art Ross. I mean, we'll see how they do this season, but I'm yeah. still not overly impressed. Even if they make the playoffs, I'm, I'm not, not impre- overly I'm... impressed. Like, Yeah. They should be dominant. Like, there's no reason yeah. that team shouldn't be, like, shutting teams down every night all the time. Like, just fix it. Stop trading away. Yeah. It's just, like, with the time that they put in, like they it shouldn't be like oh yeah you know Edmonton needs to draft a defenseman it's like well they drafted a defenseman probably plenty of times they just never drafted the right defenseman yeah yeah and i'm not i'm not talking about like Evan Bouchard he's too young but i'm just talking about in all these drafts that have passed you know had first overall and got Taylor Hall got the Nuge you know I'm sure missed some great defenseman when they took fucking Yakupov. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not getting into drafts right yeah, now because we gotta we gotta wrap it up here. Um, me and Rob are bad at planning, so we gotta got some travel arrangements that we need to get to. So <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for us this week on Off the Bar. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Off the Barcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Robin Joey. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuck You Raph. And next week we'll have a pretty. I think we'll plan. I think I'll, we'll plan an episode next week. Something that we can talk about because we haven't done that in a while. We haven't really like sat down to like talk about something. Yeah, the past couple episodes have been off the fly, on the fly. We still need to redo that one episode that. Huh. we fucked up so it's a good thing we messed it up because everything almost everything we said was oh even God, and that every- one was now wrong again and we would have to yeah. be apologizing again so yeah so we'll make our full a full lot of ourselves next week with repredictions our, almost yeah our what we were wrong about a look in yeah a look in to our preseason predictions or whatever we did so i think that'll be good for next week yeah We'll actually um, talk about how good and, and bad teams are doing. Yeah. Have you started your list yet? No. It's not that long. God. All star break? We got a little like, time. I watched I got, watched Drew like Dowdy play last night, despite hating I him. haven't started mine either. <laughs> I haven't started mine. I mean the defenseman's gonna take up much more of my time than the right wings are. Yeah, for real. 
I could probably look at like the last two or three years of right if like the NHL Network did right wing things, just take those three lists and kind of compile my own list now. So, but yeah, so that's coming up on what what did we say the date was? Like January twenty seventh, whenever the All Star Weekend is. That's our our list episode. Next week we'll do our repredictions. Or not repredictions. You'll see. Maybe repredictions. They're like not repredictions, yeah. but what what's happening? Like what what we were right about, how, what we were wrong about. How accurate are our Yeah. Yeah, how accurate are were, were our predictions? And are we willing to stick to our guns on some of the ones that which may be questionable? Yeah. That's pretty much what our lost episode was, so thank God we lost that one. Oh my god, yeah, I I feel like it was really bad. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I feel like it was pretty bad, so. Yeah. Alright, well that's going to do it for us. Once again, this has been Off the Bar. I'm Joey. This is Rob. And we will see you guys next week.